everyone, and welcome to the Levantex podcast. I'm Sophie Gaziri, your host, and I have a wonderful guest with me today. A lot of you know her from social media. Uh, you can find her on Instagram at Law with Diane. So Diana Saf is with us today, and she is going to be highlighting all of the different things that have happened um, over the last couple of weeks and since the August 4th blasts. I'm so excited to be talking to her today because I have a lot of questions I'd want to put to her, even though she has... Uh, gone in detail into uh, IGTV and uh, videos on Instagram, but I have a couple of questions that I would like to put to her and we'd like to get some answers to. So Diane, thank you so much for being with us today. Hi Sophie, thank you for having me. Uh, Diane, I want to start, uh, let's get in here fast and quick. Now uh, we're all running low on time and you, 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 are, you are so busy, so I'm so glad you've made the time to join us today. But uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, why you actually started your Instagram channel. Yes, so I'm, uh, I'm, a, I'm a Lebanese lawyer. I was uh, born and raised in uh, Beirut. Uh, both my parents are lawyers. So I guess this uh, influenced a bit my decision to pursue my law degree in, um, at USG. I then went to Paris, did a master's there, um, and I worked in a, in a French law firm in Paris. And then I went to London, briefly worked in an American law firm. Then I decided to uh, come back to Beirut uh, to pass the Beirut bar exam to be able to uh, work at my um, father's law firm. At first, uh, it was challenging. Uh, being a woman in this field is not easy. Um, I wasn't like, you know, taken seriously, especially, especially in court. So uh, I think I, I tried to uh, pave my way and um, I uh, tried to impose myself. And uh, I, I was uh, finally being able to, you know, enjoy uh, the, the, the client meetings, uh, the court hearings, the research, and uh, I was satisfied. And every time I'd like, you know, doing the case, I was uh, feeling uh, fulfilled. But then uh, the tragic um, uh, uh, crisis, monetary, political, uh, economic, uh, financial, uh, uh, humanitarian crisis uh, hit alongside with uh, COVID and uh, things uh, slowed down dramatically and uh, hearings were uh, postponed, everything was delayed. And I really felt like I was, I was not being impactful anymore. And I thought I, I had a role to play in this chaos. And uh, especially that I've always, you know, explained uh, legal uh, topics um, from like to my friends and family. And um, I, I, I like the, the lack of, um, of awareness uh, hit me, uh, like uh, even regarding the most, uh, uh, you know, basic rights the, 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 and the most, you know, basic legal issues. And even among, you know, like educated uh, people, people uh, don't know what their basic rights and obligation are, and they don't understand what's being uh, uh, talked about in the news. So I thought, why not, uh, you know, uh, take my knowledge public and try to make a difference in this field especially that I try to treat my uh, subjects in a legal point of view and a, an objective uh, point of view. So uh, this is my way of uh, trying to spread awareness. So this is how I uh, decided to start the Law with Diane. Diane, that, that, that's absolutely amazing. And I'm so glad uh, that you did start that. And it's really having an impact um, on the people. And you are getting a, a lot of virality with your videos. Um, because a lot of people really need to know what is going on. Now, I want to talk about something I think that it is near and dear to your heart, and uh, I think it's something that we, we all need to talk about. There have been some, um, s 
some progression, shall we say, in the Beirut blast investigation. You had Judge Fadi Sawan, you know, uh, uh, indicting or, or, or bringing people um, to justice. Uh, there has been several arrests. Um, I'm sure you can elaborate on this for us and, and, and tell us what this means. But uh, I think we need to start with the fact that uh, and pay uh, our respects to a very good friend of yours that was a victim of the Beirut blast, um, who was murdered uh, by uh, our ruthless ruling class. And um, I remember you saying to me that uh, her mother recently said to you, you know, the only thing that hurts me, uh, not just the loss of my daughter, is the fact that uh, people will not be held accountable for what has happened. Um, so how do you feel about that and uh, what do you think is happening and is this uh, process and progression that's taking place actually leading somewhere? Okay, so first few words about Christelle. Christelle Al-Adam was a very good friend of mine. She was full of life. She loved life. She was witty and very well educated. And she decided, you know, to leave behind her career in, uh, in banking in uh, in Geneva and in Paris to uh, because she thought she had a role to play in Beirut in her community and she wanted to be around her family so um, you know when she was assassinated on August 4 um, while in her apartment in Jemaize it it you know it's so unfair and I and I think and I thought like justice had to be done and has to be done and as you mentioned her mom told me that the one thing uh, that hurts her the most, other than, uh, than the fact that she will not be living you know, with her daughter for the rest of her life, is the fact that she might never see justice and accountability. So what has been done so far, and uh, is it enough? It's, it's, it's not enough. It will never be enough. It will not be enough until effective and independent justice is rendered. But things, uh, Sophie, things are moving. They are moving slowly, but they are moving. So uh, what has been done so far? First of all, you have uh, Judge Fadi Sawan, the investigating judge, who has uh, charged more than 30 people and who has arrested 25. I know they not, they're not high-ranked officials, but it's a start. He also has asked Parliament to investigate 10 ex-ministers. Um, why has he asked Parliament to do so? Because uh, members of Parliament and ministers uh, they have a, a special court that can hold them accountable uh, for their action. Uh, and uh, obviously this court hasn't uh, held anybody accountable uh, so far. And in my opinion, will never hold anyone accountable. And uh, the proof is that Speaker Nabih Bede declined the letter of uh, Judge Sawan, you know. So, uh, so what did Judge Sawan do? He said, okay, you uh, declined my letter. I will go after them directly and I will consider that uh, the ministers fall under my jurisdiction. So he charged uh, caretaker, uh, Prime Minister Hassan Diab and uh, three uh, ministers, which I think is a very, very courageous decision. And uh, this is how uh, court decisions should be rendered and this is how things should be done. The problem is that the law should be above all, you know, and uh, there should be no red lines here. 
uh, we can't go on in this mentality that the president is a red line and that the prime minister is a red line and that the speaker is a red line. Because if all of these people are red lines, then who uh, uh, murdered? Uh, who, uh, uh, you know, uh, why did this explosion happen? Because of the Lebanese people? Second, the politicians should lead by example. When uh, there's a court decision that charges a politician and that asks him to be investigated, he should go to court. He cannot uh, defend himself neither in his house nor uh, in, uh, you know, in, uh, in the media. Uh, 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 he cannot defend himself outside of the courtroom. And uh, this is what uh, shocked me the most uh, is that, you know, uh, uh, ex-minister Hariri, uh, when the Hassan Diab was uh, charged, he paid him a visit, you know, these two guys, they uh, are uh, totally opposites in politics, they don't agree on anything, but when, uh, quote, the prime minister position is attacked, they unite in the name of religion against justice and against the judiciary. I don't understand what uh, what does religion have to do in all this? Religion has to be left alone. Religion should be, you know, in, in, in the homes and not in the judiciary. Now, I just wanted to touch on a couple of things because you brought up some really interesting points. One, um, I'm not defending anybody here because I feel like everybody that was in power should be held accountable. Um, and do you think it fair? Uh, that Hassan Diab, uh, the caretaker prime minister, was the first prime minister to be uh, to be called upon. You know, uh, what about Hadid himself? Uh, what about the rest of them and all of the other all, all the other ministers in power that could have necessarily have done something previously to if this has technically been there for 13 years, as they've put it. You know, uh, all of those people that were in power for the last 13 years. Hassan Diab. Um, I want you to clarify that because, again, I, I believe Hassan Diab is a, has a part to play, and I'm not saying he is not a player in this game. He is a def definite player in this game, but it's not all uh, his responsibility. Um, so that's one thing that I would like your opinion on to see how you feel about that. And two, mentioning uh, the fact that religion plays such a large, ha large hand in our political uh, wrangling, shall we put it, um, how is the judiciary going to be able to segregate itself from both politics and religion? Um, because in order, for, uh, in order for us to have an independent Lebanese judiciary, I'm sure you will uh, agree, these two factors cannot play a hand. So the floor is yours, Tian. True. So for the first part of your question, we are not the judges and we cannot keep on discussing the, you know, the court decisions and what do we think of them and if this person should apply the court decisions, uh, yes or no. This is the thing, we should all be under the law and we should all obey to the, to the uh, justice decisions, that's one thing. Second thing, so they, they uh, like if they don't, if the people, if the politicians don't uh, abide, you know, with the justice system, uh, how are how are they leading by example, and what are what kind of example are they showing the people? If, for example, a journalist or an activist will be, you know, charged and asked uh, to be uh, investigated, why would he go if his, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, if the politician uh, doesn't go? So we have like the investigation, Sophie, is private. We don't know we and what's happening. If he thinks 
he has reasons to uh, uh, charge or arrest or investigate this person, then he should be able to do it. And we, we, we can't be like, no, 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 you start with this guy first and then my turn will, uh, will come. So that's one thing. And then why Hassan al-Jab? Well, you know, in a, in a, in a murder, I don't want to charge anyone and I don't want to, you know, uh, 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 because I'm not a judge here, but uh, there is, you know, the people who, uh, who bought the ammonium nitrate. There are the people who, uh, who uh, you know, who uh, carried them to the port. There are the people who, uh, uh, not, not all the people are responsible on the same level. There are people who are responsible maybe for uh, uh, detonating the, you know, the, the uh, ammonium nitrate. There are people for negligence, for recklessness. So uh, not all people are on the same uh, uh, level and are charged on the same level. We don't know. We, 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 we should just obey by uh, the, the, the court decisions. That's one thing. The other thing, you were asking me about the judiciary system in Lebanon. So yes, and the political interference. Uh, so first of all, we have the High Judicial Council, which is a council who is in charge of ensuring the well-functioning of the judiciary, of you know the court uh, hearings and everything related to uh, independence and uh, transparency. Now, these uh, this council appoints uh, the judges. Okay, uh, he says, like for example, this uh, judge should be um, uh, uh, in Babda uh, looking over the commercial uh, stuff. Uh, this judge should be uh, this judge should be in uh, you know uh, uh, in Sur uh, uh, looking uh, over the uh, uh, commercial or criminal or civil or whatever. So the problem is that even with an excellent president of the council, Suhal Aboud, and, and excellent members, the problem is that these appointments and these lists are not enforceable other than by the government and by the president's signature. So now, what's happening now is we're stuck because on this list made by this high judicial council who is, you know, who has very good judges and everything, they appoint the judges and their positions and their fields, but there is, you know, a loophole because it doesn't satisfy this person or this party. So now we're stuck and it is not being implemented and enforced. Uh, because this judge wasn't, uh, no, it, he was downgrading, downgraded instead of, no, you needed to put him up, to, to, to upgrade him. So we're stuck, and this is dramatic for the judiciary, because what is a country if, if it doesn't have, a, 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 you know, appointments and uh, the, the well-functioning of the judiciary? How can you fight corruption if it's not with this, um, with this, uh, these appointments, you know? Second, uh, so uh, second thing and very important thing is that the judges, even if they're like good and honest judges, so, uh, you know, I've been working for more than 10 years in Lebanon, and let me tell you, there are excellent judges. And when politics is not involved, you know, if me and you have an issue, we go to court, uh, they will judge upon very objective criteria, uh, they, will, they will like study the case very well, and they will render very honest decision. But the problem is when politics, uh, is uh, involved and when, when political party is involved and when you know a, a minister or a, or a, an MP is involved here everything changes because if a judge renders because because the, this high judicial council is like eight out of ten members are appointed by the government so indirectly the judges are appointed by 
are appointed by the government. So if a judge renders this decision that doesn't, you know, uh, fulfill the political party, uh, uh, political party X or Y, instead of being, you know, uh, uh, upgraded and uh, and uh, thanked for in a in a democratic country, he will be punished and neutralized, and he will be downgraded. Let's say, for example, he's a general prosecutor in Beirut because he rendered a decision uh, against this political party. He will be, for example, downgraded to being like a count, uh, an advisor in, let's say, Nabatiye, and with all due respect to Nabatiye. So, so judges don't want this, and judges want to, you know, be, uh, uh, they want their promotion, and they want to evolve. So they're stuck between uh, uh, satisfying the political class and this oligarchy, or, you know, uh, 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 render honest and objective decisions. Yeah, and they're basically stuck theory. between a, a rock and a hard place, shall we say, um, and they feel hopeless. Um, and even these judges that have been on this list that don't necessarily get the president's signature, what do they do? They just sit at home waiting for some decision yeah, to for, be taken? For example, now, uh, you have, uh, now you have like tens of uh, freshly graduated judges. They're just waiting home, waiting to be appointed somewhere. So it's, it's, this is very unhealthy. And this is like, you know, dramatic. And I, I just remembered the story about like, I have a friend of mine, she's a judge. And uh, she's, you know, um, uh, 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 she's at the beginning of her career and she's uh, honest and, you know, full of life. And I was next to her and uh, like there was someone who called her to, uh, uh, you know, to uh, ask her to uh, gently take care of, uh, of his case. And she was like, are you seriously, uh, you know, uh, asking me to, uh, to take care of, uh, of this? Uh, uh, no, no, you know, but. I don't know if all the judges have the courage and, and uh, you know, to do it. So um, she, she actually stood up to an MP who was trying to sway and yeah. sway the decision, shall the we say. Person. Yes, did, exactly. uh, did, 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 did. Uh, he felt ashamed. Oh, he felt ashamed. <laughs> and uh, he, uh, he hung up. So hung up. all the judges had this, uh, <laughs> all the judges had this, you know, this immunity, uh, we would be in a much better place. I would like also to uh, emphasize on another point that the financial, uh, the financial of the judiciary is not um, independent, uh, meaning that uh, it, uh, its budget is allocated by the Ministry of Justice. You can clearly see that neither, like the judiciary, the judiciary is neither administratively nor financially independent. And yes, a law here has to be passed, definitely. Um, it has to um, enable these, this council, this High Judiciary Council, to be able to appoint uh, these judges and uh, you know and and be enforceable uh, just by being appointed by this council, not by the politics. This would uh, uh, remove the political manipulation of the judiciary and its interference. And maybe does it always have to be signed by the president? Yeah. So no, in the law, it shouldn't be signed by the president anymore. The appointments should be made on uh, objective criteria. On, uh, based on competence and not based on how loyal you are to a political party. And the more, now the more loyal to a political party, the, 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 the higher the rank you get. So the appointments, and these appointments are the, are the base of our judiciary system, of a healthy judiciary system, is that they should be uh, transparent and objective and based on competence and not based on religious or political uh, affiliation. So this is the key to a healthy and not 
corrupted uh, society. Um, now, now I just want to ask you a question. You know, uh, we 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 saw a change in uh, the Beirut Bar Association when Melham Khalaf was elected to head it. You know, and and a lot of people saw that as a as a really large gain uh, for for the lawyers, for the for the bar, for the judiciary system in Lebanon uh, in general. And um, the reason this being is because finally it was probably left up to the lawyers themselves to be able to make this decision. And as you just said, it was done on transparency and credibility and um, possibly, you know, the, the, the weight that that man was carrying in order to make the right decisions, uh, unbiased decisions and, uh, you know, b b put, put, put things back on track. Now, okay, we've seen this change. Uh, that's great. We're all happy that this has happened because he, every time uh, things have gone wrong in the country or, or uh, wrongful arrests have taken place, he has been the one to speak up. But is this um, uh, an olive branch uh, that's just being given to the people to say, or the lawyers per se, to say, here you go, you can have this, but you can't really have anything else. We're just going to choke you out with a budget from the Ministry of Justice to make sure you can't do anything, which they've done with the people per se. You know, they've choked our bank accounts. They're making sure we can't even, uh, we're so busy worried about our basic needs that we can't even consider uh, all of the different things that are taking place in the country and what kind of uh, uh, player we can be um, or, or driver that we can be in creating some form of change because everybody's wondering where they're going to next then their next dollars coming from in order well like not even say dollar anymore their next lira is coming from in order to uh, make sure that their children have got food on the table so I think this strategy is being used a lot by the oligarchy they tend to like to choke out and it's usually based on monetary things um, so them having the budget and control of the budget for the, for, for the Lebanese judiciary is a bit scary in the sense that, okay, that's wonderful. Um, we're seeing some changes, but are they just so superficial that nothing ever really is going to happen? Um, so, no, no, we, we cannot think this way. We cannot think that uh, nothing will ever really, uh, like, will ever happen. Um, back to Malham Khalaf. Um, as you mentioned, like before his election, no lawyer has ever in the modern history of the Beirut Bar Association dreamt of having uh, a, a, a president of the Beirut Bar Association who was not affiliated to any political party. And more than this, usually when you, when, if you want to run for the president of the Beirut Bar Association, like the custom wants that uh, you are first a, a member of, its, uh, of, the, of the association. Milham Khalaf just came, uh, wasn't a member, and because people were fed up and are fed up, he was... Uh, elected at the at the head of the Beirut Bar Association, and I think he is going. He is doing a great job. He is speaking up for all the human rights, uh, you know, violations. He is using his voice. He is raising his voice. This is this is the thing he does, and this is what should be done. You know, he stands outside of prisons when anti-government uh, uh, protesters are held uh, in. He um, he speak up. He also launched an initiative you know, for a better, for to build a, a, a country. He is doing everything that is in his power uh, to, 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 you know, to, to bring change. And there's also uh, uh, the Lebanese Judge Association, with, which is an association that was uh, created and established a few years ago that uh, uh, where we, where like 500, around 500 members are, uh, 
are part of this association. And this association is here to support the judiciary, to support it, its uh, independence and its transparency. And these uh, people are doing a very good job. They have a Facebook page, by the way, where uh, you, you can, uh, you know, you can consult it and people, they enlighten people on what uh, the role of the judiciary is because, you know, there, there's not a, like a, 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 a clear understanding of, you know, people talk about kada kada and in this page you can read like now it's the role of this judge to look after this thing. Uh, every time there's like, you know, a manipulation or something, you know, with a the corruption, they enlighten it. So uh, these judges are also doing a good job. Now for the changes, we cannot go, okay, you know what, uh, let's play the blame game. Uh, nothing's gonna change, uh, I'm losing hope. We cannot do this because even if uh, it's justified, we cannot play this uh, blame game because it's not gonna get us anywhere. And there's no like magician who's gonna come and you know turn Beirut and turn Lebanon into a better place to live in uh, overnight. So we have to initiate change and we have to take initiatives and a lot of people are, are doing so. Uh, and a lot of, uh, you know, NGOs, a lot of uh, uh, individuals. And I think we, sh we should start by, you know, like every person should look around and see where, which field he is the, he has the more, more, most knowledge in, and he should bring change in, in, in this particular field. Arctic architects, I don't know, in urban planning, uh, environmentalist in, uh, you know, environment, and uh, especially lawyers and uh, uh, legal uh, who, people who are interested in law, they can lobby, lobby um, for change, lobby for laws to be adapted. Uh, there are a lot, a lot of, uh, you know, law uh, bills that are still in the uh, committees uh, in the parliament and are still stuck there. You have the, for example, uh, you know that in calumny, if for example, you say a bad word about the president, you can face uh, three years uh, in, uh, of prison. Can you imagine that? Uh, if, if you, for example, you say something bad about the army, it's like up to one year. Uh, I, okay, it, it, it can be, uh, you know, sentenced like with, for example, an, an amount of money, but not with prison, okay? Uh, 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 well, there's there's also community service. There's lots of different things that can happen. I mean, uh, we're at the end of the day, we're supposed to be a democracy. We should have freedom of speech. We should be allowed to be able to voice our concerns. And if especially the population... Is, go sorry, for it. So especially that is stated clearly in our constitution, freedom of speech, but uh, uh, the, the, the authorities are using this very old... Uh, uh, this very old uh, law to uh, to imprison the activists and the journalists. Well, I mean, it, 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 we do have defamation in the UK. We have defamation in in uh, in uh, America, and uh, as a journalist, we're 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 being we're made aware how crucial it is when we are delivering a story or we are talking about um, a public figure because uh, at the end of the day, you can't taint uh, their reputation. You can cause huge issues. But when, when a population which rightly deserves to voice its concern and rightly deserves to voice um, how it feels against the abuses uh, or the abuse of power, uh, they shouldn't feel scared that they could be thrown in jail. So 
um, from this point of view, as you're saying, we're having lawyers work on lobbying these types of uh, laws that are still being used or still in power. Even the kafala uh, system is, is, is not necessarily a law per se. It's something that can be easily lobbied and removed uh, as well. Uh, from what I've heard, we had Lebanon 961, the NGO, uh, on our podcast a couple of weeks ago, and they were saying this can be turned over in a minute. It doesn't necessarily need to stay in play. So, noting all of these things, Dian, what kind of role can the citizen, uh, the national, the person who does feel like, I'm not a lawyer, I don't know, uh, I'm not an environmentalist, I don't know, you know, maybe yeah. it's up to Ziad Abishakir to sort out the recycling, and it's up to Dian uh, to tell the lawyers and, and everybody what to do. Well, no, it's not. What grassroots level is available and can be accessed in order for these people to start making these um, needed and necessary changes? Okay, so first of all, there is a change of mentality that uh, should occur here. Um, people have to, uh, to read, to research, to change their mentality, um, first of all. Second, people should vote. Okay, they should exercise their right to vote. Whether the legislative elections are going to happen early or uh, unfortunately uh, as scheduled, people have to vote. People have to vote in the Mukhtar. People have to vote in the municipality. People have to vote in the legislative. Wherever this oligarchy and this ruling class is present, it has to be uh, countered by uh, people running for elections and by people voting. Because if you don't exercise uh, this right, things will never ever change. And you see the, the level of you know, uh, uh, blank votes or people not going to the, to the polls because they think that you know, it's not gonna make any difference. And maybe they, they're right because the, uh, the law is, it was tailor-made in such a way that uh, this oligarchy will, uh, will, uh, you know, will succeed in the elections. But if we, every person, if every person changes this mentality and exercise their right to vote, we, I'm sure, I'm sure we can start by changing, let's say, 30 or 40 percent of the of the parliament. They won't have the majority. Uh, they won't have this veto. Um, and uh, you know, uh, 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 before the, the 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 garbage crisis back in 2015, and you know, the elections of the Beirut municipality, people didn't even know they could actually vote in Beirut municipality, and then they had a voice simply because they were used uh, ever since the 70s uh, that, no, it belongs to this political party and they are kind of, you know, almost appointed. So people voted and almost made a change back in 2015. So things are moving, they're moving slowly, but we have to believe in change. As Melhem Khalaf said, uh, even if like, there, you think there is no hope, we have to create hope because, you know, we cannot live without hope. So, and we can also start by being good citizens ourselves, like, uh, and, 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 you know, uh, with the basic uh, rights and obligations, we can uh, stop littering, we can stand in line, we can respect the environment. The Lebanese abroad, you know, are amazing. When they step outside of Lebanon, they respect the laws, they stand in line, they pay their bills, they everything. But when they, you know, step into the Lebanese territory, it's back to chaos. 
No, no, I was going to say, you, you, it's just this point that you made is so valid. And every single person I spoke to that is trying to make a difference in this country re-emphasizes <laughs> the same thing. Yeah, Yorgi Teirouz, the founder of Donne Sans Comté, Sera Liafi, you know, it's just, it's, it's crazy. And uh, I'm half English and I'm half Lebanese and I was born and raised outside of this country. Um, I was born and raised in Dubai and I'm not, Dubai is definitely nowhere near as better as Lebanon or, or, you know, every country can be what it wants to be if the people want to do it, you know. Uh, I was I was always in shock. I would get on the plane and come to Lebanon and, and would be uh, in Dubai. We're all standing in line. Everything is fine. We land in Lebanon. All hell breaks loose. Everyone's standing up on the plane. People are throwing things out of the window. And in Dubai, we, we were uh, as a child, I was taught not to litter because I would be uh, for my parents would be fined 500 dirhams. It went. It's now up to 1500 dirhams if you're and caught. It is Yes, and it's enforced. Very important point, because here you, ha here you have laws, but you know, you just give a bit of money to the, you know, so the, the important thing is for law to be enforced. Well, at the end of the day, I'm going to ask you a question, you know, um, is this something that the people should take into their own hands to start enforcing laws and creating these changes? I mean, we do realize that um, by doing something like that, you've completely rendered the Lebanese judiciary and, and the Qada as uh, useless. And someone like me, and, and I know there's a lot of people out there uh, similar to me that have lost complete hope in the Lebanese judiciary, uh, believe just like your mom's friend, there's going to be no accountability for what took place on August 4th. And not even just what took place on August 4th. We keep talking about that, like that's so fresh, but <laughs> all of the corruption, all of the, st the stolen money, I, 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 the list goes on, you know, like what, what are we, when are we ever going to see a difference? We waited 15 years for the special tribunal uh, for Lebanon to, to, to make a decision on, on who uh, assassinated prime, uh, the ex-prime minister, Rafi Hadidi. Okay, uh, the man is dead and we still uh, don't really have any feeling of uh, an answer to what happened. And, and push, put him to one side. There's Wissam Al-Aid, there's, there's, there's uh, Gibran Twaini. There, there, there are so many people that, that have just been left murdered and, and, and there is no accountability for it. So the fact of receiving accountability for the Beirut blasts to me seems inevitable. It's never going to happen. So <laughs> what can be done? Like, what can we do? I know that uh, when I was talking to Sarah Al-Yafi a couple of weeks ago, she was saying to me, I'm working on a platform that, uh, going back to your statement about voting, you know, I'm working on a platform that is voter education for people to understand who they're voting for and how to vote and da da da. Okay, these platforms are coming out. How long do we have to wait to see it change? What can we do as a population apart from just changing our mentality? What is in uh, what what are in our hand? What is in our hands that we can grab tomorrow and and say, I'm going to focus on this and I'm going to try to make a difference here. Okay, so first of all, initiatives like uh, Sarah Yaffe's initiative and everything she's been working uh, for, for and fighting for are just amazing. And there are a lot of, you know, people like her fighting and uh, trying to get people educated about things and enlightened, uh, enlightened people about things. Uh, Sophie, uh, things uh, after October 17 are definitely not the same than before October 17. Things are moving. I don't know if you realize this, but today the, 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 the politicians are being scrutinized and are being very close 
actually looked at. It's not like before, you know, they would uh, uh, laugh and, uh, you know, uh, tell you we are doing this and that. No, 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 no. Everybody is uh, aware. Everybody is uh, waiting. So they can't just uh, laugh at the people like they used to do before. That's one thing. Uh, you, you, you spoke about uh, taking uh, people getting their justice in their own hands. This is a bit of a dangerous uh, statement because we shouldn't be switching from a corrupted and political uh, justice to the uh, justice of the people. This would lead to chaos and anarchy. So it should be an independent, like just in the middle, an independent uh, uh, judiciary that everyone can trust and uh, that everyone should obey to and uh, apply and respect and you know uh, comply with with uh, their decision. Now you were talking to me about um, uh, 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 you know the, the the judges here. We do have excellent judges. We do have excellent judges. And nowadays it's like people are talking about the ICC and uh, about if we can uh, take this to the to the ICC. Let me tell you something about the ICC. So okay, the ICC was established to um, you know tell the murderers that they cannot. Uh, uh, that they will be held accountable for their actions. Uh, it's, you know, the people, not uh, the individuals, not the, the state. The ICC um, uh, uh, investigates and prosecutes war crimes, genocides, aggressions, and crimes against uh, humanity, which the Beirut blast would, uh, would fall into this category. Now, um, the, the, you know, Lebanon is, is, didn't, hasn't ratified the Rome Treaty establishing the ICC. So uh, had Lebanon uh, been part of it, the ICC would have been automatically, you know, uh, it would have been prosecuting automatically and investigating the case, maybe. But Lebanon, since it's not, uh, since it's not a part of, uh, uh, of, of this Rome Treaty establishing the ICC, the only way uh, for the ICC to be uh, prosecuting and investigating is uh, for a United Nations uh, uh, resolution for the Security Council under Chapter 7 to, uh, that would ask the ICC to, uh, to prosecute. And I think it's a very, uh, you know, a long and difficult way, especially, and, and, and it has to, uh, you know, in, in international security and peace have to uh, be uh, threatened. So there's the condition that United Resolution uh, is uh, taken, the interna international and, and security uh, peace have to be threatened, and uh, the ICC doesn't have its own uh, investigation, you know, uh, uh, body. Like they cannot uh, uh, render a warrant arrest. Uh, they are not, you know, that in an independent force. Uh, they don't have this independent force task, so they rely uh, it's complementary, you know, they rely on the government. Uh, they, they rely on him for him to cooperate, which I think, <laughs> I, don't th I don't see how the government would tell, okay, please, ICC, come in, uh, prosecute, investigate, we're gonna, you know, render a war arrest and everything's gonna be fine. Especially that, uh, as you mentioned, Hariri was different. It was a special tribunal uh, for Lebanon that was established. And we waited 15 years and, uh, you know, 15 years later and millions of dollars uh, of dollars later, we are here with, uh, with one person who has been sentenced and, um, and, and 
I don't think uh, uh, it's enough, and I don't think I think it's uh, it's disappointing, honestly, especially that there was a deal between the government and the special tribunal that no political party will be invited. So it's disappointing. I don't want this, uh, you know, a scenario, a narrative to be uh, uh, repeated with this uh, uh, with this no words for this Beirut blast. Uh, I think we have good judges in Lebanon. I think uh, 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 politic politicians should just move, let the judges work. Uh, judges should know that they are protected, uh, you know, by this high judicial uh, council uh, and that they will not be uh, punished or downgraded or maybe even, I don't know, assassinated if, uh, if they render a courageous uh, d decision. Let, I don't know, in my opinion, I, I, I think we should keep it national and keep the pressure on the street and keep the pressure on the street to to you know put pressure on the judges and on the political class to 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 act in a you know with a with a with, with a minimum of um, consciousness okay you have victims you have homeless people you have wounded who are still undergoing surgery uh, and they're still you know uh, dividing the, the the pizza to to see uh, what's in there uh, for their uh, for, for them so uh, so yeah I think it's, it's, it is very sad to understand what is taking place and to understand that the, the solution is so simple you know um, and uh, I think what the nice thing is is that we are seeing as you said you know since October 17 we have seen a change we have th seen things move we have seen um, leaps and bounds takes place in certain fields and uh, one of them would be the elections at the universities you know the student bodies that have uh, the secular student bodies the independent students and then finally getting uh, getting uh, to a place where they can be both recognized and and adhered to and listened to now I'm sure when you were back at university uh, I didn't have the pleasure of going to university in Lebanon I went to university in the UK where this the, the, this this whole discussion is is not null and void because it doesn't take place but um, I think uh, I believe you were here you went to USG and uh, you did try to run as an independent candidate and uh, you found it very very difficult <laughs> I made it <laughs> even back then I still made it <laughs> But it was very difficult, trust me. At the time, this is what I'm, I'm talking about, the change of mentality in every, in every person, you know, and not, in, not only in judges and activists, they're doing a great job. Like, at the time when I was in university back in 2005, I, I, I ran for the, you know, Student Representative Council. Uh, it, was, it was inimaginable, you know, like to be a purely independent. There were parties. Either you had to be part of a political party or you have to be supported by a political party. So people would go like, uh, I'm, you know, I'm running for, uh, for political, would you give me your support and everything. And now we see the secular clubs like totally independent and winning and winning uh, 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 the, the, you know, the majority, if not all the seats in universities. So what is it if it's not a change? Okay, and these uh, uh, students, these secular like club member students, they should continue to work on themselves. So not only the pressure on the streets, uh, which is very good, but also they have to work on themselves, on their mentality. They have to lobby. They have to see what's in there, uh, in this for them to uh, to improve. 
you know, they have to organize, uh, I don't know, uh, uh, conferences, uh, you know, uh, spread awareness. Well, will they be allowed to do things like this, Diane, though? I mean, are they going to be allowed to do these things? Uh, we know how embedded religion is in, in uh, separating and creating such uh, huge gaps between the people. Um, it's it's created fear among the Christians, among the Muslims. You have Muslims that are uh, uh, you have the Shia scared of the Sunnah, and the Sunnah scared of scared of the Shia. And between the Christians, you have the Maronites against the Orthodox, and the or it's insane. And we have 18 different sects in this country. But now mean, people are aware of this, Sophie. Now people are aware. We grew up where we were, you know, taught to be scared of the Muslim, where Muslim were taught to be scared about the Christian, and he and he's possible you know relationship with the neighbors this is how uh, they 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 you know uh, we, we we grew and this is how it was embedded because uh, this is the this clientelism is what uh, it's the you know their raison d'etre it's because of this clientelism that they can still take this uh, pie and divide it every time they feel like mm, it's uh, they're losing uh, you know a bit of uh, of uh, they they start talking about religion and christianity and muslims and and people and they would they are expecting people to say ah oh, no no you know what you're right you're right uh, let's stay uh, religious but people it's starting it's a long way it's a long way because uh, i think it's like uh, maybe the next generation will be able to uh, to uh, totally reach to reach there you know but don't forget that in the constitution, uh, this religious um, uh, 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 power distribution, yeah, segregation, and it's clearly stated in Ta'if that uh, in the, uh, the member of parliament should be half Christian, half Muslim. It's supposed to be a, trans a transition, okay, and not a final uh, 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 model. And it's stated that a committee should be uh, uh, established in order to discuss how to eliminate and remove this religi religious uh, distribution of part. So it's stated in Ta'if, it's not supposed to be uh, for uh, the end of the days, you know. So let's start by applying this and let's, and, and, and things are moving towards. Uh, just one last question, because you just enlightened me to the fact that um, the, <laughs> that the Ta'if agreement, you know, actually started off, this is all supposed to be a stepping stone, let's say. This is a way to start to create um, unity, to be able to bring people together, to, to show that each place, uh, each uh, religion or each sect had a form of representation. No one was left out. However, you know, one, two, three, four, the end goal is to be able to be a secular um, government. So, okay, this has been running for how many years? I'm sure you're going to be able to clarify that, but for me, it's just a long time. Um, so ha have we reached a place where we have enough processes and change that has happened to be able to start to create this change? Or is this really going to be left up to um, the youth, uh, my children, your children, your children's children, you, you're a mother of three, you know, what country are, are you leaving them? That's a very tough question, uh, Sophie, unfortunately. I, I think we shouldn't, you know, lose hope and uh, we should create hope whenever we think that there is no hope anymore. We should continue to work on, 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 the, on, on changing the mentalities 
uh, we, we should exercise our right to vote. Um, you know, I, 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 don't, uh, I don't blame, you know, for example, people who, who left uh, Beirut and uh, it's, it's justified and uh, it's totally understandable. But for the people here, we have to fight and we have to continue to hope and we have to initiate a change. Otherwise, it's not going to happen. I think uh, I think uh, the mentality currently of all those that are currently in Lebanon, myself and yourself, uh, maybe excluded myself and yourself, are feeling they have been left behind. Instead of uh, again changing your mentality and seeing it as okay, you're going to go away there. You're going to support us. We need you. We need the backup of our Lebanese diaspora. We need the the pressure that you can put on the on the out external governments to help put pressure on our government to help highlight stories that our media won't uh, elaborate on that you can push through social and create a virality and be able to get that noise. However, us here, um, the few that are left are the ones that need to pave the way, the ones that need to fight. Um, do what are they fighting for, uh, Dian, and, and where do they begin? I think the problem in this country is I'm speaking in Arabic because this is something I hear all the time. This is our country, this is our land, we need to fight. Okay, there are no established organizations helping put these things together. I think uh, there was a glimpse of hope when I spoke to Sara Al-Yafi. I know I bring her up, but she's doing so much good work a couple of weeks ago. And she said to me, I'm setting up a political platform um, where we're going to have voter education. Okay, so you're, t you're bringing these things up, but it, it, is, it is not, it's the youth that is here that has been choked, right? They can't even pay for university. I, I want to have hope. I'm a very positive person and I hate ending my podcasts on something negative, but I really, really want to understand, you know, I say to you, Dian, Dian, Anna, Anna, tomorrow I want to wake up, I want to open my door and I want to go and do something. What is it that I do? Yeah, so first of all, Sara Yafi, uh, an amazing person and always with, with her amazing energy and initiatives and you know uh, and her and her mind always uh, you know fighting for lebanon and trying to do well she's an example okay and with her platform i don't know much about it yet i've i've heard it on your podcast she's establishing this platform to enlighten people about their you know the the legis legislative the, the electoral law it's very important i mean you, you, you should know uh, uh, how the law is, you know, uh, established in Lebanon, which laws uh, is better than the other so that you are able to fight for it, you know, and it, it, when you when you wake up in the morning and you don't know what to do, just be a good citizen, you know, just, uh, I don't know, stop littering, uh, stand in line, uh, uh, respect the law. Uh, um, and yeah, uh, uh, Things are, are things are changing. Things are changing. Things are not the same uh, before. Definitely not the same before um, October seventeen and after uh, October seventeen. And and we, we have we have to hope. There's nothing left other than hope. And in the next elections, you, me, all of us have to vote. There is like this new law that was passed uh, in October, uh, uh, like two, two months ago, less than two months ago, about the illicit enrichment the illicit enrichment and we, where whistleblowers are, are protected 
uh, and where anyone can uh, you know say you can go say this one is uh, is uh, corrupted uh, and you will be and the law uh, 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 there is like a procedure that protects you you don't have to pay money to file the 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 lawsuit uh, uh, the, your identity is protected uh, so this illicit enrichment and the, the the principle of illicit enrichment has been enlarged because there was an an old law who just now was revised so uh, and it and it and it uh, you can go after not only the person himself you can investigate his uh, wife and children and you know accounts jewelry it's included in the law the gems the stones the the estates so this kind of law you wouldn't have uh, uh, you know dreamt of it wasn't for the revolution and the people's pressure so yes we have to continue doing this and i hope that uh, 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 with under this uh, the, the, the this law we will see uh, people uh, indicted uh, you know uh, and, and and charged uh, I didn't know about that. Thank you, Diane, for bringing that up. There's the, the, it, it just goes to show, uh, no matter how much negativity I'm going to throw at you today and, and, and poke at you today, you're going to have an answer for me, and I really appreciate that, and that is why you're on my show, to show those that who have this negative thinking. I'm not a negative person per se, but I'm here playing devil's advocate. I need to speak for those that don't speak for themselves and that do sit in their houses and say, eh, ma, psh, Okay, but <laughs> there are several things you can do. And I'm going to, everything you say to me in the house, which is negative, I'm going to throw at my experts to show you that there is an answer, that there is a way, and that there is a chance for change. And you need to give it the chance. If you keep saying no, like you said, we're never going to get anywhere. This is a grassroots movement. It is from the ground up. It's from the youth. It's from those who, who are experts, yourself, myself, Sarah Al-Yafi, uh, Ziad Abishakir, Yorgi everyone who's trying to make this difference they can we can set these platforms for you we can try to smash these doors down and get them ajar but it's for the youth and it's for those that are coming behind us to love as you say in arabic and make sure that this change is going to take place and this can only be done with what you keep saying is hope if there is none create some so Jan, thank you so much for being uh with mm -hmm. us today I know we had a couple of technical issues, but it's all been fixed. Uh, and uh, thank you for taking the time. I just want to say to our listeners, uh, if you've enjoyed what you've heard and want to hear more, we're an NGO and a crowdfunded platform. So please head over to www.levantex.com. You can uh, pass a monthly fee or just donate once. Uh, every little helps. Keep us going and keep uh, the content uh, independent and free of uh, limitations and uh, and people telling us what we need to say and how we need to say it. So, Diane, again, thank you so much for being on our show. Thank you, Sophie. Keep up the good work. You too. Keep smiling. And um, if you would, uh, those listening that want to know about Diane and see all of the videos that she's been putting up, please follow her on Instagram at Law with Diane. And she is highlighting everything that comes up. So every time there's been breaking news or something has happened, she is there on the ball, giving you clarification, creating awareness, and helping you educate yourself. So again, I'll say thank you. It is wrap this up. Namaste to everybody. And let's just keep our fingers crossed and keep fighting hard. <laughs>